Hi all, I'm Otaku Lucifer, and today we're going to talk about uh, The Matrix for The Matrix Resurrections. Let's go. Uh, I just want to say real quick, I am uh, a Matrix fan somewhat, but I only liked the first two Matrix movies. The third one kind of was like, eh, for me. I felt that if they were going to do a sequel to the trilogy that came out 20 plus years ago, that they should have done it a lot sooner. That's just my opinion. Um, but I literally just saw it. I didn't go to the movie theaters uh, because fear of the Omicron variant with COVID going around. So uh, I saw it on HBO Max. Uh, that being said, I liked it. I didn't love it, but I, I really enjoyed it. I did. Um, but it was funny because if you go into this movie uh, thinking that it's going to be anything like the its predecessors from 20 plus odd years ago, you're in for a big surprise because it's not. Uh, like technology and life and the world, the Matrix in this movie has moved on and upgraded uh, a la Neil Patrick Harris as uh, the new, I guess, architect of the new matrix. Uh, did I mention it's going to be spoilers? Let me start all over. Hi all. <laughs> uh, this particular uh, review is going to be spoilers. It's going to have spoilers. I don't know how to do a review without doing spoilers. So it's going to have spoilers in it. So if you haven't seen the movie, you might want to see that movie or you might want to go and see somebody else's review before you see this review because I'm going to spoil the shit out of this. <laughs> I'm going to spoil the shit out of this fucking movie because, you know, eh, you know. The movie starts off very good. It starts off really good. Um, it, it had some really interesting concepts uh, in the beginning of the movie. And had they continued with those concepts, it might have been worth the watch, I think, or worth a rewatch. Um, I think uh, the term that people are using for this movie is meta. And in the beginning, I, I can definitely see it being meta, right? Meta being... Yeah, this movie is meta. Yeah, in the beginning, it definitely is. And the reasoning for it, had they gone along that path and followed that, that train of thought where the meta is explained. Because what happens is, in the beginning of the movie, we're led to believe that Neo no longer exists and that he was just a part of Thomas Anderson's fevered mind. Now, just to be clear, in this version of The Matrix, Neo isn't Neo, he's Thomas Anderson. And Thomas Anderson is a game designer who created a game called The Matrix. And he's currently working on another game called Binary, or they changed the name of the original Matrix game to Binary now, or it, it's, it's a little confusing in the beginning, but that's what they do. And it's really good. You know, that, that train of thought that they had was really good, but you see the looping and you see the, the signs that this reality that he's in might not be real. But then you get into the second act and that's where for me it kind of fell apart because 
uh, it kind of strayed away from what could have been, in my opinion, a really good story. And it kind of like devolved into like what I would call uh, the traditional uh, gotta save the princess from the High Castle movie. Um, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, it is a, a standard theme and trope in a lot of movies, a lot of classic films like Star Wars and The Princess Bride uh, and other movies like that use this theme. It's a classic theme. Even Disney's Rapunzel uses it or Disney's version of Rapunzel uses the theme of saving the princess from the castle. And that's literally what happens in the second act. Uh, it becomes not so much about Neo, but more about saving Trinity from the high tower or the high castle, which would in this case be saving her from, you know, the being in, in one of the pods that they use for people to fuel like the machines for the matrix. But it just, it kind of didn't really sit well with me. The thing that made the original Matrix movie so good was the fact that it broke new ground in storytelling in many, many ways. It had like the, the Messiah theme. It had, you know, uh, referencing to how we as humans treat the planet and the need for us to, to save ourselves and save the planet and how our dependence on machines might overtake us and you know the event our advancement of machines instead of ourselves and taking care of ourselves and choosing to be taking care of machines might come back and bite us in the ass it was all these concepts right and then you had all this philosophical stuff and all this psychological stuff like ingrained into it right it was it was brilliant of course it was because it was from you know it was taken from uh, an author by the name of Sophia Stewart, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Mother of the Matrix, check her out. But anyway, um, it was brilliant. It was. It really. It, it was brilliant. Um, and it seems, instead of growing, twenty years later, what they do is um, they kind of fall into basic Hollywood mode of thinking when it comes to making stories, which is let's find a, a typical theme, follow that theme and, you know, we'll have good results for the movie. And it kind of really didn't work in the second act for me. And then the third act, when they try to pull it together to actually go on this mission to save the princess, it had a scene that was straight out of The Walking Dead because now in this movie, it's not individual people that get controlled by the agents. Now they have this thing called swarms where you can have multiple people at the same time being you know, taken over by the code or the matrix or what have you, and then attacking people like Neo and other people from outside of the matrix who go into the matrix to find people and help people and so on and so forth. It was funny and it was something straight out of like, you know, a Sam Raimi film, not Spider-Man, but like, you know, um, his uh, zombie films. It was something like that, you know, or something out of The Walking Dead, it was, it was crazy. And you know, it is what it is. It's not like high art, but it was a good watch. It was entertaining. Um, my, my favorite parts of the film was uh, Neil Patrick Harris as the, the main antagonist that no one knew was the main antagonist. And the fact that um, in order to control people, he kind of separated Neo and Trinity because he realized that it wasn't just Neo and it wasn't just Trinity. Um, Neo wasn't necessarily the one, 
but he and Trinity together, they were the one together, um, which is really funny because a really good friend of my, my brother from another mother, Julio, had came up with this theory years ago when the first uh, Matrix movies came out. He always said that it would make more sense for Trinity and Neo to be the one or Trinity was also the one. So that actually became a thing in this movie where the Neil Patrick Harris character, which is the, he's basically Neo's or Tom Anderson's psychiatrist and he convinces Neo to stay in the matrix. But at the same time, he keeps uh, Neo and Trinity separated from each other. They can come in close proximity, but they can't ever like interact or fall in love with each other within the matrix because having them close enough to basically drive the matrix but far enough away from each other where they don't actually do something that could destroy the matrix by uniting the their energies or what have you well that was pretty good or whatever but it was nowhere near the first matrix or even the second matrix and like i said i wasn't a big fan of the third matrix the, the first two matrix movies were awesome to me the third one kind of fell flat but it was still really good it was pretty good you know i bought it anyway on dvd back in the day and i watched it a couple times um this one i won't be watching <laughs> anytime soon um because it just it just didn't do it for me usually I, I would be hyped to watch matrix movies because there's all these little clues in the movies and and it's kind of cool to kind of like you know psychoanalyze the the movies and the themes and the people and the characters and stuff like that and in this particular one i have no want to do that you know i don't i don't feel the need to do any of that in this particular movie but like i said i really enjoyed neil patrick harris as the antagonist he was i, I, I thought he was dope um there was a reappearance of, of the merovingian who was one of the characters from uh the second matrix movie matrix reloaded that i thought was awesome uh with his wife persephone oh my god monica bellucci mm, that woman yeah but the merovingian he's in this but nowhere near as good as he was in the original uh or the second matrix movie you know it, it was what it was it's a popcorn film and don't go into it with any high expectations that's that's all i have to say um you know at the end they saved the princess they saved trinity um and it's a whole bunch of new characters there's uh, new morpheus and the way they explained morpheus was you know pretty cool um the original morpheus died and basically what neo did is even though he was trapped back in the matrix he found a way to uh create another version of morpheus that was based off of morpheus and uh smith i believe and he kind of like combined them into like one program and that program became like the new morpheus whatever you know morpheus 2.0 or whatever it was all right you know yeah. <laughs> I don't have any high high expectations that people are gonna like this movie and, and from uh, what I've seen already it, it, they're saying that it bombed it only made like 16 million dollars at, at, at the box office um, that's what you get for stealing which you know, you know but anyway but uh that's it that's my review it was good it wasn't great if you want to watch it watch it it's it it's it's a good entertaining movie but it's nothing like the original movies to be honest uh the original one is classic just straight up sci-fi thriller psychological type movie the second one was just a great popcorn movie you know monica bellucci was just 
Jesus, that woman. <laughs> Monica Bellucci was awesome in that movie. Um, you know, and there were a lot of, uh, of great characters that stuck out in the in the Matrix Reloaded movie, like the Merovingian, Persephone, the twins, you know, a, a lot of just really cool special effects. This one, it, it just lacked. It, it wasn't that the movie was bad, it just lacked. And I, I think it was more um, along the lines of them trying to stay, I don't know. It, it, I, I wanna say that they wanted to stay within a modern form of storytelling, uh, a more conventional type of storytelling. And I think that's what messed up this story uh, because the, and it's funny because this is meta. They mentioned that one of the best things about the Matrix movies was that it was, I believe, original. And um, yeah, that originality is not there. And it might just be the fact that it's been 20 years plus since the original movies and like I said earlier, times have changed. The world has moved on. The Matrix, the Matrix has upgraded, uh, and there's been so many Matrix-like, Matrix-type knockoff movies and movies influenced by the Matrix in that two-decade-plus span that this movie seems like a knockoff of itself, right? That's that. I mean, that's that's what it boils down to. If, I'm, if there's anything to say about it, it seems like this Matrix is a knockoff of the original three movies and it really doesn't have anything to do with the original three movies. It's a good watch to watch it if you have nothing else to do, but it's not like uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. You know, it's not like that. It's not like on that level. I think had they done what uh, the studio that makes uh, Fast and Furious did with that franchise, where they came out every two years and they raised the bar for every movie. Had they done that with this movie or with this franchise, I think it would have been a lot better. I think another movie that suffered uh, from this same type of, of movie making and storytelling was uh, Bad Boys 3, the third Bad Boys movie that came out about a year or two ago, where they waited, the last one came out in like 2003 or 2004, and they waited like 15 years to make a new, a new one, which makes absolutely no sense. Was that movie bad? No, that movie was really actually pretty good, but it just lacked. So I think that's what happened here. The storytelling lacked. I, I think one of the other reasons why it lacked is because fans had so much time to make things up and connect dots and, and come up with their own theories on, on what the Matrix was and who the one was and who the one really is and all of that. In this movie, they say both Neo and Trinity, they have powers now, they can both fly now, and they do all this stuff. And you know, it all happens at the end as opposed to earlier in the film, which would I think would have made it more, I don't know, tangible, as opposed to like, eh, okay, yeah. That's kind of expected that she would fly and you know, they would get their powers back and now they're going to remake the, the the Matrix in their own image. Yeah. So that's it. And that's my review. It's okay. <laughs>